Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. You guys are in for a treat of an episode. I'm talking about a treat. Not only are the boys back on Amazon Prime, not only is Uncle Cliff and and, uh, Mercedes and Autumn, they're all back on Stars on P-Valley. Not only are we back to a regular schedule now that Miss Marvel is coming out on Wednesday, so we're back to two episodes a week. We also are back to having conversations with someone I haven't gotten to talk to in God almost a year to the day now because the last time we got to have like an official podcast chat i was on his podcast now he's on mine y'all the world the universe is all good mercury isn't in retrograde anymore shit is looking up okay i've got the one the only the bad boy of podcasting ryan bailey with me today brother of cynthia and we talk about all the things okay we talk about the housewives we talk about a little bit of the kardashians and i can't have ryan bailey here without talking about his favorite thing in the world batman so sit back grab a cocktail even if you're working, I don't give a damn, I won't tell, shh, and y'all, enjoy, it's a new episode of Reality and Comics 2, let's do it. (laughs) 
That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island? Or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Ryan and I recorded our conversation this past week when there was no new Real Housewives of Atlanta episode to dissect. So I kind of purposely waited until there was a new episode and I wanted to discuss it a little bit, you know, before throwing it over to our conversation where we talked about all of the things. Okay. I just, I can't get enough of this season of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. I'm loving it. This cast just feels so nostalgic yet so fresh at the same damn time. And it's just, it's yes on a press for me. It's yes on a motherfucking press. Okay. Let's get into it. First point I want to bring up is Mark Daly is still an asshole. He waited until the last minute to let Kenya know that she needs to come all the way across town and look, Coming from across town in my city is very different than coming across town in goddamn New York. Coming across town in New York means you got to you gotta put aside six hours. You got to put aside a work day to make it across town. Don't be trying to go, f- you know what, we're not going to do that, okay? Memphis, I can get across town 30 minutes. I get right back 30 minutes. It's okay. I just lost an hour. You're going to pay me for my motherfucking hour, but it's okay. You know, we'll be, it'll be okay. Mark is an old dirty bastard, okay? You know what? Mark, Mark is Vecna from Stranger Things. That's who he is. Now, I don't know that for a fact. I can't prove it. But have you ever seen Mark Daly and Vecna in the same place? Matter of fact, I haven't seen Mark Daly in the same place as like a lot of mythical creatures. Like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, Scooby-Doo, none of them. I ain't seen his ass with none. Mark Daly, you a low-down monster, okay? And some things just don't change. Kenya and Sanya walking the streets of New York talking about Drew Sedora was hilarious to me, okay? Why was Kenya busy? Why was Kenya... (laughs) I can't even get my words together. Why was Kenya so damn busy talking about that girl and that damn tummy tuck? Listen, if I go get my body done and then start a workout program... Y'all just gonna have to sign the fuck up for it, okay? Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Don't ask no questions. Just go into the app and pick if you want dumbbells or kettlebells, okay? Let me know if you want to do bench workouts or you want to do the cables, okay? One or the other. Don't worry about whether or not I went to Dr. Miami or or, or Dr. Pimple Papa or one of them botched doctors, Heather the Bro Boring Ass Husband, one of them. If I go to one of them, then I start a workout program. You just give me your $20 a month and, bitch, we go work out together, okay? We get to that lunch scene, and first, listen, there was a lot going on in this last lunch scene. We found out way too much information. This scene was the definition of TMI. First, we find out that Marlo used to date Jazzy Faye. Jazzy Faye? Really? Marlo literally has no type except a fat wallet, okay? And you know what? I know that's right, Marlo, okay? That's all I'm looking for, too. But listen. 
I be lying sometimes. Like I admit it. I I be lying sometimes. I be lying sometimes. Listen, we all, you know, you catch me in a lie. Don't say nothing, okay? I just be lying sometimes. But Drew, Drew Sedora, Drew be lying, lying. Like she double times. Drew be lying, lying. Lying times two. Drew be lying, lying. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Cause I like a liar that I know you're lying. Like, don't try to deceive me to the fact that, like, you know, them Beverly Hills girls, they really do a lot of deceiving. They be lying, but you can't tell sometimes. I like Drew because I know Drew be lying. But this girl implied that LeBron James sent her a drink and that they dated for a bit when we all know that that man has been with Savannah forever. Didn't Drew tell us, like, that her and LeBron were friends last year? Like, I'm so confused. I don't know. But I'm confused about most things involving Drew and Ralph. So, uh, yeah. The scene where everybody basically confronts Drew about lying and Sanya addresses feeling like she's a bad friend to her. It was low-key mean. Like, it was a mean scene. But the shit was kind of funny, okay? I'm not gonna lie. Marlo was killing me killing me and i couldn't take that shit i mean i get it though like as consumers we could be getting you know keep it tight with kenya we could stay slim with sonya we could be getting shredded by sheree like it's a lot of shit we can be doing like i so i get it okay but see drew the problem is you got to get better at lying See, folks don't know when I'm lying because I'm smooth with it, okay? You know, you got, you can't, if you go tell bigger than a white lie, you really got to, like, put all your ducks in a row. You got to set some shit in place so that somebody call you out on your lie. You already got the facts in place. See, you called your business partner, Jackie, helping to, you know, hoping she'll help you uh, clean up this stuff on camera. Jackie didn't even know what the hell was going on either. You must have called Jackie Christie. I think that's who you call. Jack and Christy or uh, Pam Greer or somebody because them numbers just went adding up. I don't know. See, you got to learn the inner workings of your lie. You need to know them lies front to back, back and forth, left and right, up and down, round and round. You need to really, really know them lies if you're going to be lying like that, okay? And Drew, you be lying like that. Now, don't get it twisted. Y'all know how I feel about Drew. I love me some Drew Sedora because she gives on this show. Now, Drew might be lame sometimes. She might lie a whole lot. She might not be as quick with the reads as always. You know, she kind of rehearses her stuff sometimes. But Drew Gibbs, okay, she's a great housewife. You know, we love a little bit of delusion. She didn't know what the hell gaslighting was. We learned about it on camera. That, that was good for us, okay? I liked the moment. So I'm I'm not against you, Drew. I'm just trying to help you become a better liar. See, when you're a good liar, you can get into politics. You can get into Hollywood. Oh, you was a Hollywood child. Well, you can get better in Hollywood. It won't be like straight to DVD. You know what? I feel like I'm reading you now, so let me move on. The last scene with Sheree really broke my heart. Like, it was really, really hard to watch because we don't see Sheree cry too often. Like, we've seen her get emotional when it comes to, like, Bob, when they went on that trip, and he was talking about, well, I didn't, I didn't hit her so, you know, that, like, that was a lot. I feel like that was the last time we really saw a lot of emotion out of Sheree. But see, if you a little bit ghetto like me, just a wee bit ghetto... <laughs> <laughs> then you know a few people that have, you know, held men or women, shout out to Papoose, down while they were doing those, you know, those long-term college visits like Teresa Janice, okay? You know, more power to y'all because 
I would cheat. Anyway, without further ado, let me throw it over to this conversation with Ryan the Bailey, okay? Are you looking for a cheap way to support your favorite content creator? You know who I'm talking about, the content creator that you happen to be listening to now. Yes, guess what? I'm on Buy Me A Coffee, or in my case, Buy Me A Beer, okay? Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash realitycomics2, the number two this time. Yeah, they said it was too long, yada, 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 whatever. Listen, I work hard to put out these two podcast episodes every single week to run the Instagram account, to do the polls, the stories, the uh, 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 everything else in between. Any support that you guys give me, I always appreciate. So if you're tired of uh, me constantly soliciting uh, ratings and reviews, then just buy me a coffee. I love you for it. Mwah! Today's guest told me that he was free to come over in the podcast ghetto and kind of slum with me for a little while. (laughs) I hurried up and I turned off season one of P Valley and I started getting my notes together. Okay. I was happy about this. I don't think I've gotten to like talk to this guy in a, a, a I call it an official capacity in an official capacity in almost exactly a year when I was on his podcast. Isn't that crazy? Somewhere like in the universe, there's a Venn diagram where like on one side there's Batman and then on the <laughs> other side there's like the Twilight movie streaming on Hulu where the Kardashians are. <laughs> and like in that little intersection in the middle, there's my guest, the bad boy of podcasting himself, Ryan Cynthia Bailey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad to talk to you. I can't believe it's been a year. And I remember that specifically because I was at my parents' place and I was in yes. my niece and nephew's little playroom with like clown <laughs> curtains and all that stuff. And I remember how much I used to stay with my parents over the pandemic because mm-hmm. I just would just podcast and I would just stay at their place. But yeah, I totally remember. But so, what's so crazy is that like, I don't know if it just like, you know, podcasting is just like, I, this is such a part of my daily existence now that I have no concept of time. Like I remember uh, talking to you like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you told me is a year makes me so sad. Not just because like, I wouldn't want to talk to you more. It just makes me sad that like, okay, so like tomorrow I'll be dead. Like tomorrow it's (laughs) like, (laughs) life is pretty, if, if it went by that quick, like I couldn't, I really don't know. The only, the only differentiation in seasons now is like when Beverly Hills comes on, when right. Atlanta comes, like that's how I judge seasons of mm-hmm. life now is by these seasons of shows. It's like all we're we doing can another do. Beverly Hills now. We, I gotta, right. I'm like, I'm still exhausted from last season. Like it is wild. Oh God. It, it, it's a lot. Like you got, I feel like Beverly Hills in particular, you have to have a lot of patience to go into it because you have to be okay with like people lying to you to your face, like playing with your yeah. intelligence and every. You got to be okay with a lot to watch Beverly Hills, and you know what? I'm okay with it because you have to become like a pre. <laughs> you have to become like a preschool teacher because you have to be yes. like. Let me explain why you're a horrible person, Erica. Let <laughs> yes. me let me break this exactly. down as as in easiest terms as I can possibly understand. Uh, state exactly. I, oh, that we're gonna talk about Beverly Hills later, but j- just to kind of tease that how do you feel about erica like full-on just like leaning into her her heel moment like she's full-on wwe heel now like but i think she thinks that she's the the good guy which is kind of scary too i'm a bunch of different minds about it actually i was just re-watching it a second ago and 
it's really astounding from a point of of like wow like really leaning into being an asshole it's like it's really kind of like it's breathtaking in a way and it it kind of is what these shows depend on but at Mm -hmm. the same time like you can be an asshole like rinna is but the same thing and i hate to give rinna any compliments there's not criminal activity involved like Mm eric like erica it's like yo like you know it doesn't cost you anything. Like she could have played this way differently, but it's why these housewife show shows work. This is a prime example of ego. This is such ego. And the sad thing I keep thinking about it is if she had played this a little differently, she could have she could have been a martyr in a, in like in, a, in an overall way. We all probably not would have like, but if she had just expressed the 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 sheer basic level of I I, I feel for these victims and how uh-huh. dare this man do this, but she can't do it, and that's ego. And the sad thing is, at the end of the day, like her tagline says, like you know, um, I t- uh, I have nothing to lose and nothing to hide, and that's when <laughs> that makes. And that makes me dangerous. And I'm like, no, it makes you poor. And it exactly. makes you, it may, like, she doesn't realize at a certain point, people will check out. Nobody needs Erica Jane. Like, right. she is somebody that was purchased by other people's money. Like, nobody's looking for Erica Jane's next album. Like, oh my God, it's not, <laughs> it's not Lady Gaga. This is, she's a fun character, but the, it, it just, I think, you gotta you gotta walk that fine line to a point where you start making the audience feel gross. Mm-hmm. And and that's sometimes like I know like there's you know there's the Erica stands, but even then I get like really like at what point, like at this point, what are you standing? Like, I mean, like are you just standing like I like because I can get it if you're like, oh, well, I just love blatant assholes. Like I love it. Like right. you're like, then I'm like, yeah, then you're you must be loving her this season. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I it's hard for me to to truly understand because she's even recycling looks, which was her other thing. I mean, poor Mikey seems like he lives in her kitchen now or something. I don't right. It, it really, I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, some people I can see like it. I like making fun of it, but also it gets to a point where I can see myself even growing tired of like, oh, okay, you still don't get it. Okay, cool. Well, um, right. I don't know what to do. How many more seasons can that last? You know, Beverly Hills is good at like, you know, kind of dragging things out. So who knows? We've seen some pretty sad stuff on the housewives, like in general, we've watched like Jackie trying to work through her eating disorder on, uh, yeah. on New Jersey. We've seen like the death of parents, like Vicky's parents, Donna's. the saddest thing I've ever witnessed on a housewives show officially is Erica Jane sitting in that bedroom going through old clothes trying to figure out what to wear on this trip. Yeah, that broke a- my heart. <laughs> truly. And she goes, and she goes uh, normally I'd be allowed to sell these things and get new <laughs> clothes, but I can't because I got to abide by. I mean, it's like it is just God. wild. Like, like, listen, if you're a beautiful woman, like, and I know that women might hate that I say this. Just uh, go to Old Navy. You can probably rock anything and look beautiful. You know, like right. Rock, like, listen, lean into. I think it's this kind of uh, now. It's like this kind of grasp, like a desperate grasp of trying to hold on to this. Or even like last episode with Diana Jenkins, where she was like, "Do you have this panther ring? Can you buy it? Can you buy the panther ring, please? Can you I buy- love your Eric impression." <laughs> and it's like she, she. I always just feel like Erica is very used to having hands out, whether it be with 
Tom Girardi, whether it be with her, you know, and it's like that Tennessee Williams, I always depended on the kindness of strangers. And I feel like she's depending on that, but not strangers, rich strangers. She wants right. rich people. Like, I mean, I just, at the end of the day, what are we hoping? Are we like, that's what I wrote last night. I think I said, are we just hoping that like, she gets to be back in a man- mansion with another elderly gentleman that cheats on her? Like, what are we hoping for Erica? Because I don't, God. It doesn't seem like she wants to grow at all from this. No, she's the victim. And that's what, and you know what? I, it was almost stupid of me to say that because most villains, if we've learned anything from comic books and superhero movies, most villains think they're doing the right thing. And so Erica, of course, thinks that she's, you know, just everyone is against her in the world. She's the one that should be, you know, scared and she should be the one fearing for her life. She doesn't know where her next meal is going to come from. How am I going to pay Mikey? Where's this Gucci going to go? And, it's like, sis, it's, that's not the case. Like, get over it. She could have easily gotten the Jen Shaw treatment from fans, like, easily. I feel like Jen committed all the horrible things, but at the end of the day, she made most of these people laugh to where the point where we literally focused an entire season on whether Mary Cosby was running a cult yeah. and whether Meredith's dad died. Like, oh, that's listen, ridiculous I- to me. Throughout the entire Salt Lake, I said, how dumb of Jen Shaw to do this? How dumb? (laughs) And then by the end of the season, I was like, wow, what a calculated move that ended up paying off. Because she really had to depend on these other ladies being more batshit than her. Uh And also that these ladies never, like there was never a sit down questioning. it. And it it made Beverly Hills look like Erica Jane was like, like grilled, like uh, like waterboarded compared to like Jen Shaw actually <laughs> did these things. Like right. there's actual like there's proof everywhere on this thing, and we we walked away from the season going, "Oh, Jen's okay. Jen, she's pretty. Good. I mean, <laughs> okay, she's okay." And I find that hist- I mean, what a weird state of affairs to have that. But Erica just can't. Eric, and it also shows you, I think, the fallacy of the Erica Jane character to begin with, because uh-huh. she all was pomp and circumstance. She's not. She's not a funny person. Her lines right. were written for her in her talking heads. Uh, you know, I'm sure half of those things were Mikey Minden originals. Like she's not very quick on the uptake. Like even in the Sutton, when Sutton talks back to her now, she'll be like, oh, ha, uh, well, that's because I, well, f- fuck you too. <laughs> I said, if I, like she, she doesn't know how to verbally spar at all. Right. Like, so it's weird. It's like the emperor has no clothes with her. It is. I mean, on a scale of one to Kenya Moore, maybe a Candace Dillard, she's definitely around a two or three mark. Like at least like we don't, we don't, I don't think we're going to get any criminality from Kenya Moore or Candace Dillard or Giselle Bryant, but we definitely can get some good, you know, toe to toe sparring moments, but I don't even know what Erica is giving us right now. I mean, like Candace, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like at least those ladies know how to fight. Like you get like mm-hmm. even in this new season of Atlanta, just the dialogue, like you can say whatever you want about like, ah, this season of Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. But they provide mm-hmm. dialogue. Each one of those characters, they're so good at the back and forth. Like even the weakest player on Atlanta, and I'm sorry, I talk about this like they're sports teams, but the weakest <laughs> player on Atlanta is more verbally uh, intelligent and ready to go at any mm-hmm. moment compared to any like you know any of those beverly hills ladies would cry if they ever got on potomac they would just oh, like, absolutely. lose their shit absolutely giselle the things that giselle bryant would do to prove like the fact that she's right to a erica jane would be it it crushed my spirit when erica jane was on watch what happens live 
And they were like, well, what housewives have supported you? And she was like, oh, well, you know, mo- you know, most of the Atlanta girls at Potomac. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that that like crushes my spirit. Like my it does. My I, I gotta say, I get is- I get crushed by those things too, where I'm like, <laughs> what are you guys idiots? But listen, I, right. I mean I get it that it's like different when you're probably a housewife, and it seems like right. the housewife industry is a bunch of people kissing each other's ass because they know eventually they're gonna be off the show and beg to get mm-hmm. back on the show. So they're always collecting house like i mean you look at like bronwyn on oc like bronwyn will show up like just at random housewives houses i don't even think she warns them anymore (laughs) she's just always you know and it just that also from a viewer's perspective or at least somebody like me or like you that that we do this all the time and probably Mm -hmm. think about it way more than we should or normal people do is that it bums me out because i'm like how sad it just like it's like a, a nonstop campaign like you're a politician to stay in some form of light and the thing is i can say that this is what what i love is this is what i love but it's still a small fraction of entertainment in general like everybody still doesn't even know what housewives are i mean it's it's a huge right. part of society but it's not i mean by even by 90 day fiance standards it, it's low rated so mm-hmm. it's hysterical when they try like they're like I, I found this little corner of the world and i need to hold on to it as tightly as i can even if i get <laughs> fired you have the gretchens the bronwins the tamras the teddies all of those people just try i mean even katie uh roast from potomac always oh God. get in andy's comments she's ready like, can i get can i get back on the show like it's <laughs> it, it's it's like a drug where once they're like they get a little taste of it they want to keep coming back it's kind of ridiculous i'm kind of here for it though because i love seeing katie in the comments like every time i go to just like ramble to see what people are saying she's always there asking for a job so what's well, hey, the second you, there's a there's a that that is like housewives and reality shows in general i was talking about this yesterday in the pod is that it it works because there's a second screen aspect where it puts the viewer in the driver's seat where mm-hmm. these shows only work because of us watching, because we then right. run to Twitter, run to Instagram. We talk it on the pod, make our memes. We go back and forth with people. No other uh, art form really does that to the degree that, that reality shows do that and with housewives. So there's a whole second show in comment sections that I can be just as entertained with mm-hmm. as the show itself. Absolutely. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but when Drew and Sheree were on, on Twitter going back and forth, that was literally the highlight of my week. I've never been happier. Drew went on Dish Nation I and saw that, she, yeah. made, she made a comment that still cracks me up to this day where she said maybe she should focus on whether she's coming back next season or she said, no, you know what? Maybe she's focus on her clothing line because I ain't seen shit by Sheree. And I was like, after a decade, that's actually hilarious that no one else has thought to say that. Like that was funny as fuck to me, but oh well. We'll get into But listen. I also but I also sometimes think I wish Drew would put a little more respect on listen, I can make yeah. fun of I feel like we all can make fun of <laughs> but it's like, yo, like listen, I, I like Drew, but come on, Drew. Like she's like one of the original like you can't I don't know. I get weird with respect too, and I that's just right. the old person in me. It's like we can we can say Chateau Thelma. You can't. You got to call yeah, it what it is. Like right? I watched all the seasons, so I can talk shit about that. I mean, like <laughs> exactly. Listen, we're gonna get right back into Housewives. Don't worry. But I feel like I can't invite Ryan Bailey onto a podcast called Reality and Comics Two and not ask him a couple of questions about his favorite person on the planet, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> aka Batman. Okay. Wait, wait. Batman's Bruce Wayne what <laughs> right biggest kept secret in the world yeah give me your thoughts on the newest Batman movie 
Robert uh, Pattinson. I, I loved it. I mean, I mean, how do you, I mean, like, I love that they took a real big risk. It was, you know, a three hour movie. And I remember seeing it the first night or like two nights before it came out. And I was really nervous, not for how I viewed it. Cause it's mm-hmm. like that family, like no matter what I'm going to like, you know, it's like, fan, like, Bat- I love Batman since I was a little kid. So it's like family to me, no matter what, like, right. I think the most angry I've ever been at Batman was watching Batman and Robin, that movie back in the day, which, mm-hmm. you know, with like nipples on the back costume. And just, I didn't like the right. tone of that. But, mm-hmm. um, so I was nervous about the reaction. I remember just checking, uh, other people's reactions while I was watching, it. like seeing if there's any walkouts, seeing mm-hmm. if, and, and I remember going like, damn, this is too long. Like, I loved it, but I was like, this is going to lose people. I was already thinking like what other I was, I got nerve. I wanted it to do the best it possibly could. And thankfully right. everybody seemed to dig it. It's just such a, you know, when you're asking people to sit three hours at anything with our attention spans being so small, I mm-hmm. just love that they took a risk. It paid off. I love the Gotham uh, that, you know, the director, you know, put out there. I thought it was like, for me, my favorite Gotham since the Tim Burton Gotham um, mm-hmm. from the original movies or the first movie in particular. And um, yeah, no, I loved it. I mean, I, there's nothing, I cannot wait for the second one. It's sad. Like I, I loved how carefully it seems like it was constructed. I mean, listen, I even have the, the bat cycle right next to nice, me. Nice. Nice. It is such a weird thing. Like overall, if you look at my love of Batman and comp like, and the housewives, it just adds up to a gigantic, I'm like a clusterfuck nerd where it's like, <laughs> I it's like, but it's almost like schizophrenic where it's like you would think, but, but if you look at it and you talked about this is that, you know, the housewives are huge characters, just like superheroes. They're mm-hmm. very much in that. It's like just as dramatic. These ladies have superpowers. These like, you know, it's, it's very similar in a lot of ways. There's villains, there's heroes, but yeah, Batman, I can't, they're supposedly starting to shoot that penguin HBO uh, series right. this month, which uh, I'm really curious. Cause they're going to do a whole, you know, Batman universe based on this version of Batman. So I'm really Give curious. Give it to me. I, I want yeah. it all. I'm glad that they're, I've been hearing that they're like thinking about overhauling DC, like in general with Warner brothers. And I'm yeah. actually, I'm okay with that because they're way too hit or miss for me. This movie was a big hit with me. Cause I loved it. I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that like, when I go to see any movie in theaters, I'm like, okay, hour and 30 is fine with me. Like yeah, you, yeah. you don't need to give me three hours of movie. I'm okay with an hour and a half, maybe two hours. So like, but watching the movie in theaters, I was like totally fine when I looked up two hours had already passed. So, I mean, yeah. it was nothing. So I loved it from start to finish. I thought it was great. I thought that some people would be like a little annoyed that like we got, it feel, felt like we got two last acts in a way. Like we got yeah. it to where yeah, yeah. we got the criminal yeah. and then we had a whole like explosion and yep. stuff like that. So well, I got to say was, one critical thing. I don't know if I love, uh what barry keogh is the joker i don't i didn't yeah. love and i don't even i can't even say that i loved the cut scene uh with the joker and batman that they released yeah. afterwards i just don't know if i like his take on it like mm-hmm. i i don't know like I, I mean i'll be curious to see more i was kind of disappointed that they even threw that in because i feel like it didn't need that like i At feel all. like you know i remember when the heath ledger joker i remember seeing the makeup and i was like ah. Eh, like, and then I saw it and I was like, oh, he's really did something really interesting here. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just from those two scenes I saw, I can't tell you, I immediately fell in love with that version of it. And I found that like, oh, now we're locked into this. 
instead of like really taking your time and seeing like who can do something kind of unique with this. But well, I mean, who knows? It, it probably we'll see. It's just uh, that is such a you know huge character for the Batman franchise. But I'm I also like I'm just I'm livid at DC that they bungled their universe so badly yeah you know because you know it's hard to put like okay so now we have the aquaman which is tied to the ben affleck batman which is Uh tied to and aquaman was good it at least like had a strong vision but it's it's it was more in the marvel realm than a lot of the other dc movies are because you can't put this this version of batman with aquaman you can't do that like it would be ridiculous uh, and I'm really nervous now about the flash because I love, I love Michael Keaton as Batman so much, but this, 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 um, uh, what's their name uh, that plays the flash, the actor, oh, oh, Ezra, uh, Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it seems like Ezra the world's has, most violent man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has gone through so uh, a lot of arrests and stuff. So I'm personally scared that it's not going to see the light of day. Like, and they, they have $200 million wrapped up in this film. So I know they're going to like make sure it works, but it just mm-hmm. seems like there is such trouble here with them that I, I don't, you know, like, I'm just curious what's going to happen. And I know it's already finished. So I'm like, you're just sitting on a Michael Keaton, Batman, you know, like it's like mm-hmm. frustrating and they've got to hurry up because Batgirl, which is already filming and it's going straight to HBO max has Michael Keaton's Batman in it too. So this was supposed to be Michael Keaton's introduction into the quote unquote most multiverse. Right. Which, by the way, I love the people listening going, what the F are you guys talking about? Right. Talking about comics all the time. <laughs> No, it's just I, it, I, they really didn't plan it correctly in the sense of, you, you know, you right. got, if you're going to hang this many hundreds of millions of dollars on people, you got to vet your employees, you know, like, like mental health is, is huge for me. You got to take care. And like, if you're going to put this much money on somebody young, you got to make sure they're okay. And it's just a lot of, I don't know. I'm just really curious to see what happens with it. Cause Marvel is just, continuing to kick ass right it's it's really kind of i actually saw today now that you mentioned that uh the time we're recording this i actually saw that people have like seen like the first cut i guess or i don't know if it's gonna be the final cut of the flash movie and apparently they've been like raving and but you know i'm sure it's i'm sure listen i'm sure it's awesome like but i'm thinking like can you release it if right. Ezra Miller has been arrested 30 times by the time it comes out, is it mm-hmm. even responsible to go, we're going to expect this person to do a press tour. We're going to expect this. And then it's just on the other side of this. And I hate to bring it up, but then you have like four and a half million uh, signatures to get Amber Heard removed from Aquaman. I was just so, about to bring and, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my thing is, I have a feeling they're going to find a way to cut her role even down further, maybe mm-hmm. even cut her out entirely, but you're going to then leave in Ezra Miller. Like that doesn't make any, like that to me is a pure example of the differences in which we treat, treat men and women. I don't mm-hmm. care if you believe Amber Heard is guilty or innocent, but it is a complete difference because you cannot say that Ezra Miller, like if you remove her, you got to remove Ezra Miller. Period. 
that's that's a perfect point and it feels like and nobody's just, really talked about that yet i don't think right i don't even see like any this. op-eds yet about that yet. <laughs> no people like i feel like they laugh it off every time they see him like in hawaii getting arrested once again at karaoke they're like oh my god keep this guy of a karaoke yeah. bar am i right and it's yeah, like it's a, everyone's making jokes about it it's like what are we doing well here? it was i gotta say it was funny even to me the first two times right and then afterwards you're like oh wow like that's uh, that's getting scary and it doesn't yeah. seem like anything's being done about it like you know like <sighs> does ezra not have somebody close that can take care of them you know i don't know it just anyways right it's it's kind of crazy uh speaking about you brought up the joker though that's actually a great point because i wanted to ask you i'm i'm sick of the joker kind of being like the focal point when he has like this entire like amazing rogues gallery of characters that we can pick from who do you want to be the villain in the second movie because obviously we're going to get a sequel i mean it it did too well not to so i was i was hearing mr freeze which i don't want because i was Mm. trying to think of like if this is the if this is the universe we put them in, this is we're you know, we're really treating this very realistic. So which one of the rogues gallery realistically could you put in there? And I really, I don't know if like, I would, I, I feel like we're leading up to like the court of owls. Perfect. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, and I know a lot of people are not aware of what that is, but it was a Batman graphic. Well, it was a bunch of, you know, comic books that got eventually put together, but it's a really amazing story that was created in the last 10 years that mm-hmm. is really gripping it's mr like it really it's i feel like in this universe especially because everything in gotham like gotham is such a character that you really could do that story some justice and it's a new story like it's not the joker or mr freeze or you know you would be able to mm-hmm. teach all it's it's a a fairly new story and you would not for the comic book lovers, but everybody else, you would really get them of like, wow, this is just a good story. Right. Like, you know, like the first one's like kind of very mafioso and all that stuff. And I know we're going to continue to see the penguins rise and he'll be in the next one in some capacity. So I'm, I, I think the court of owls would be my vote uh, just because I think like stylistically and story wise uh, that director would be able to knock that out of the park. That'd be amazing. I don't want you to think I'm BSing you. I literally put it on mine to Court of Owls. Oh, nice. Yeah. See that, but yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm rooting for that. I would have loved like a live action version of uh Long Halloween, but can't do that now. Obviously, I don't think so. Well, yeah. I mean, Long Halloween, like they used elements of that in this Mm -hmm. movie. So you know, and I I heard like you would be able to do Hush because and they even had that Mm -hmm. Easter egg in there with the Hush thing, which is another character, you guys. Um, but it's (laughs) I would rather see Court of Owls uh, over Hush, but uh, yeah, I think Court of Owls would be amazing to see. There we go. We know, Ryan, you've got a little clout, so I feel like if they listen to this episode at DC, they might just- Oh yeah, I'm sure, might DC, them. sure when DC goes through their Housewives podcast, they're like, this guy has a, a decent idea. I feel like we can do it. Do you? I, so I know you're like a bigger DC guy, but like, have you been watching like any of the new Marvel stuff? Like, have you watched uh, Multiverse of Madness or Moon Knight or any of this kind of stuff? You know what? It, like I, I am a DC. I and I, I want to. I'm not a DC guy. I'm a Batman guy. Just like right. so, I grew up more of like allegiance to DC and Marvel. To me, was so sometimes ridiculous, and it really did have like not even just the multiverse, but it was always galaxies and all that stuff. And I'm more right. interested in the stories that you can like tell street on, level on Earth. Street level you know? hero, like yeah, that's, and that's why I like Batman was because you know, this obviously he didn't have any powers, you know, he's a billionaire, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's, it's ridiculous. All of it's ridiculous, but anyways, <laughs> Marvel, I, 
I have watched pretty much every Marvel thing up until like where have I left off? Because I haven't watched Moon Knight, did not get to see Multiverse of Madness. In fact, I just read today it comes out June 22nd on Disney Plus. Yes. So I'm looking for it because I will see all of those things. I'll watch Moon Knight eventually. I'll watch that. Uh, I mean, I was just I'm, I just finished the third episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is not that. So I was like, Same. it's really okay. there's so much um, just content, whether it be through Bravo or these things that it really is. Marvel especially is starting to make it truly difficult to keep up with. Right. And I always sometimes think I don't know if other people feel this, that it's like, man, like you're going to get me to a point where it was like when I stopped watching Survivor because it's survive. I was like, there's too many episodes in my DVR and it's stressing <laughs> me out. So I guess I just have to make a decision to never watch it again. But, right. you know, Marvel, I don't know. I sometimes get worried of like if you keep interconnecting things, which is brilliant. Eventually, though, you're going to turn people off to a degree. It's just like too much at this point. It's mm-hmm. like I've never seen an episode of Law and Order and I hear it's amazing, <laughs> but right. There's 22 seasons of it. And when I hear that, I'm like, I'll never be able to catch up. Just the way my mind works, it's it works and like I need to catch up or finish something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm barely hanging on by a thread right now, is that I have so many things that I am not caught up on. I'm just screwed, you know? That's like people, you know, they, they're like, oh, you watch, you know, the Marvel stuff, Star Wars, you watch all this stuff. You should definitely get into The Walking Dead. I'm like, it's way too late for that for me. I like it. I, I think I've missed my ship. I'm, I can't do that now at this point. Like I'm way yeah. too behind. They've like made like the shows where they talk about it after the show and stuff. It's like, I'm, I'd never be caught up. So no, I can't do that. So I get what you're saying. It feels yeah, like I, did. I talked of- about that with Walking Dead. I, yeah. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, I, I just talked about this on the show a couple of days ago. I, 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 you know, it got to a point where it was like, okay, there's so many sitting in my DVR and I really love this show. But then also you don't want to give the audience time to think about it. And I started thinking of like, wait a second. I don't think there, there's always going to be zombies. They're never going to be rid of the zombies. Like right. they're always like, like all of these people I love are going to die at some point in mm-hmm. some kind of season finale. I'm going to be heartbroken. Like, and I was like, yeah, I got to cut it loose. Like there's, there's too many other things I want to do in my life and too many other shows I want to watch. <laughs> like, you know, there is exhaustion level of these things, including housewives. Right. It's all, I know it's a lot. We're, we're of the, like the small majority that if a new one comes out, we'll still check it out. Like Dubai, we're still gonna, you know, we're gonna oh, hell yeah, yeah. give it a try at least before we, you know, make an excuse before we not take it on our DVR, but whatever. But thank y'all for humoring us. You know, we we had to get that little <laughs> discussion in there. Uh, Atlanta, are you watching Atlanta this season? Yeah, totally. Nice. Yeah. Are you? Uh, do you think that the little break that they took to kind of get the cast and right and kind of figure everything out was it worth it for you? Like, are you enjoying the season enough to where you're really liking it, or do you think they should have kind of put a little no, more thought like, into listen, it? I think everybody needs to shut the f up about like like it's like listen, this is what these shows do. Like you're not, and we're now at a point where nobody's going to be across the board happy it seems like we've you know like so you're gonna always hear people complaining i like it's one of those things like i kind of really appreciate when the dialogue is good and these ladies always bring the dialogue and i think you know it's just it's i i think these shows work best when uh they they let you enter a lifestyle or a world or a location or a religion or something that I'm not very familiar with. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have any experience in Atlanta. I don't have any experience, you know, like all, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I find that amazing. So I am also willing to give things time. Like I'm like, right. okay, that, that did enough for me. Like it, everything's not going to be Erica Jane getting like accused of, you know, stealing money. Everything's not, right. we got to, 
not even temper our expectations, but also really consider what you like about these shows. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I don't understand people complaining about this. I, I don't understand it at all. Like I, I'm like, you might miss a character, you might miss Portia, you might miss Nini, you might mm-hmm. miss this, but I still am. I'm okay with it. Like I, I love Ralph hanging himself out to dry every episode. <laughs> I love like there's little things, you know. Like I'm not. I'm still like, I love Marlo's wackiness. I love Kenya. I think Kenya got a lot of confidence from being on ultimate girls trip. Uh, I mean, you know, the new, you know, I'm still, you know, that's the, it takes time to get to know these people and to kind of like start to throw allegiances or whatever. Um, but I'm not, I don't have a problem with Atlanta. I don't, and I'm going to continue to watch it. it. It's not for me. I'm like, yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> it's, it's really simple for me. I'm loving it. It's like, I feel like last season, I like, I can admit with everyone was a bit of a misstep. It's just got, you know, a but lot had of one of the best on episodes in housewives history. Exactly. The Bolo, the Bolo episode will go down in history as a wall to wall, amazing episode. Yeah, it's an hour and 15 minutes. And I would put it in one of my top 10 episodes, even though the season as a whole stank. Yeah, exactly. That That's the perfect way of saying it. I say all the time, they still manage to give us, uh, at least a couple of the best moments. Even that cringy ass Christmas party was hilarious to me at the season <laughs> yeah. finale. So, yeah. I mean, it was still good things in that season. This season, I'm absolutely loving. I love the changes they made. It felt like enough of a, a casting change to make where we still, you know, we, it, it still looks like familiar Atlanta, but it still feels like a super big breath of fresh air. It feels like they're making Candy earn her check this season. It feels like Kenya somehow was like the the i don't know the the captain marvel of it all like the one that's here to like save us instead of like the one that's here to kill us instead like she usually is <laughs> it just feels i don't know it feels good i like sonia or sanya the new if i liked her a lot i'd say her name yeah I remember <laughs> which one it is but i um i love it i'm i'm really really enjoying this season mostly because it's hilarious to me and i love yeah. that's one of the reasons why i love atlanta because i hate when they lean so heavily on any of these shows with like the drama that we forget that like we're watching it for entertainment and so i loved like the hilarious the dumb shade the fun shade to me now brooklyn's third birthday party is automatically like in my top 20 well i mean that's what i said i said the (laughs) fact that she hosted it at like this weird dingy art gallery thing and then it's like of course kids love it here and then she does the party and then does the game where we end up talking about candy sucking uh sucking d and like i'm like you know other parents are getting upset i'm like this is so bizarre. This mm-hmm. would only exist in a housewives universe. Exactly. It's still like that's a that has now become like a comfort episode to me. Like the same way people like will put on Scary Island or the Bolo yeah. episode or whatever. It's it's comfort food to me now. So I appreciate them at least for giving us that. Uh, before we move on, because we didn't get a new Atlanta episode this week, I don't know what the hell is going on in Bravo, but I know it's Memorial Day weekend, boo, whatever. Yeah, so. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't get a new episode. But before we move on to Beverly Hills, we did get a new episode of that. Talk to me about Drew and Ralph. Like, I know, I, one, I think that Drew is a great housewife just for everything that she kind of brings, whether it's cringy or it's uh hilarious or whatever i mean come on the fact that her meal her meal delivery service and her saying she lost weight (laughs) and the pictures barely like it just looked like more lighting it was like i was like 
Drew, like you, I always like give these people more credit than the, they'll pull some kind of <laughs> janky shit like that, where I was like, oh my God. And then right. she had the ladies over to eat the food and the food looked like horrible. Like it was like, oh yeah, this is my meal prep service. I'm like, there's gotta be easier ways to make money. There's gotta be. And we all know as Housewives fans, like we know Candy loves her food. So when the fact that Candy was just like, it's good. This is like, oh no, I'm not buying this shit. Like, no, Candy no, no, knows no, no. her food. I'm not buying yeah. this shit. What do you feel about the Pittmans? Are we, do you think Ralph will ever have like a redemption arc in this show? Or will, do we just rely well, on him being like the, the cleaner version of Michael Darby throughout his I existence? Will, I mean, on I will show? say, you know, you know, I remember a day when we all, uh, everybody vehemently hated PK. And now from True. last season, they're like, ah, oh. I mean, I don't know if it was a pandemic or not, but people like started even saying PK was sexy. And I was like, what the hell is everybody smoking? Oh my God. But like, <laughs> but Ralph, like, there's a couple of things I think about it that I get worried that because Drew doesn't seem completely idiotic. So I, you know, you had similar situations with Ralph the first season, and now you're immediately picking kind of right back up where we left off of Ralph being a dick. And <laughs> part of me is like, is this fake? Because why would she still be like, this almost highlights that behavior. Uh, you know, I, I just get confused of like, wait, 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 like this is, this is real. Like he, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But then, so like, it's, it's funny to watch. Cause you're like, wow, this guy's letting, like this guy's hanging himself again, because there's also part of me of like, even if you're like uh master manipulator or so full of yourself like a narcissist wouldn't you be smart enough to be like i gotta rein it in that tv camera is telling too many truths i gotta right. I, you know i will not i gotta make sure i am the most loving on camera being like and he's not doing that he's like it's like it's like we were talking about erica jane early it's he's got a huge ego the thing that i get scared though is sometimes that like it, I still to this day question what's real and what's not. And mm -hmm. that's sometimes frustrating because I'm like, wait a sec, this doesn't, I mean, because we all see it. We're like, this isn't working. This is not a working relationship. This right. is not going to end well. But then it, she's still there. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I, I'm confused about it. It's weird. It, it's one of those things where I feel like not, I, I love witnessing like the ladies around them kind of questioning this relationship too. Like everything, like the, the sex in the ocean with the whales watching and, you know, charades, like, aren't those things like 8,000 pounds? Like what the hell are we doing? <laughs> it's all weird. It's just like, it feels like Drew sometimes, even though I think she's a great housewife, because she's always willing to play. So I, I always appreciate that in the housewife. No, I mean, she's a great, uh, it really seems like they are trying to build, not, I mean, they're trying to build around her in terms of a new yeah. character, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate it. It seems like her and maybe even Sandy, because I think Sandy is having a great season so far too. Super likable family. It seems like they're going to be here for a while. I think this cast maybe, I don't know if it'll go the Jersey route where they go five seasons with this cast, but it seems like this could be our little core, or our crux for a while. I really, Atlanta. I really loved the fact that, um, that the ratings went up on the third episode, like the first two episodes, it got decent mm -hmm. ratings, but they were like, see, this ain't working. This ain't working. And then the third episode beat the ratings for the second episode of Beverly Hills, which right. I thought was fascinating. Cause then I was like, just shut the F up everybody. Everybody's so like, you know, you got to let things grow. You got to let, and also mm -hmm. week to week things change. Exactly. Um, you know, and we're also, we're living at a time now where like, not everybody is, it, it's it's hard sometimes because we 
are so like ingratiated in our own little community that like we assume that like everyone's watching things live yeah, with us because we're watching it guys live. anybody listening <laughs> there's a whole other world out there and it's right. like, I'm like i'm not even a part of it anymore like it's weird. exactly it's like people actually like someone tell me oh it's like a week later oh i haven't even watched that yet i'm gonna go watch it and i'm like oh shit i forgot i'm most people don't sit at their TVs and wait for shit to come on and take notes so they can talk about it on the podcast. Like that's well, it's like weird. hard because you can. It's really even hard to watch these shows. I'm sure for us with other people because mm-hmm. I have to pause so much to like go rewind to take the right. Notes. Like it's really it. I like it's really it's almost not ruined, but it's made this show sometimes difficult. That's why Atlanta. I'm glad I don't do a scene by scene breakdown because it's maybe that's why I kind of like it too because I can just sit mm-hmm. there and enjoy it. Like right, like I can just sit there and like let it walk like that because that's how I started loving these shows. I didn't, you know, I watched these shows from day one. Like 16 mm-hmm. years ago, I was watching these shows and I hell sure as hell wasn't taking notes or doing a podcast or anything like that. I just was able to watch it and that's why like i love the shows that i don't have to take notes on because like i mean even simple ones like below deck and stuff where i'm like oh it's just nice it's like i can just get involved Mm -hmm. in the bullshit it's good like i love the uh the love and marriage you know the love and marriage shows on uh own love those i do the memes for them but like that's like a quick like oh i should meme about that or something like that but that's the one that uh monique's on right yes she's on dc now is she doing good it, oh um i think her and chris i don't know if i see them going the long haul because like really? the way they really like try to present themselves like the perfect couple on potomac yeah like they really try but you know this is a carlos king show that they're on now he's not letting that shit fly he's gonna let you like no we get into the root of this and they have been like from episode one arguing about stuff and it's like oh i don't know if and it's kind of like stuff that's like they've been in like marriage counseling and they're telling them to give these giving them assignments and they're like oh why haven't you done the assignment oh well you know i just we haven't gone back yet so i haven't done it so they're arguing about all little things he tells her to hush and all this kind of stuff so it's it, you know it, it, it's watching from the outside it's like i don't know it seems like it could survive as a marriage but also it's like i'm watching as a reality tv fan so i'm like oh shit they're gonna be divorced in two episodes like i don't know it's kind of crazy <laughs> i don't i don't know if i see that working out but I appreciate wow. them showing it all to us. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good. Uh, let's go to Beverly Hills. Okay. Walk me. I haven't talked to you since like, um, since we talked, you know, since the season started really. So yeah. Walk me through your thoughts about kind of everything surrounding the reach robbery. Like a lot of people on social media kind of seem to, you know, really truly sympathize with her, but a lot of other people were like, I have a lot of questions about this. Where do you kind of fall in that spectrum you know it's hard this is another example of one of those like we just never can agree on anything Mm -hmm. i personally felt that dorita is not that good of an actor to pull off (laughs) what her reaction has i mean and it's very very like well it was come on it was so dramatic i'm like that's dorit like i mean when is not i mean like that's exactly now i think there's you know some questions about the actual you know, burglary, people are like, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't bring a gun in. I don't know. I don't have the police report. In fact, I'm actually was about to send out a story today asking if somebody can get that for me because now I'm, because I got a couple of DMs yesterday in particular of just saying like, this is why I don't think it's true. This is why. So people seem to have it. It keeps coming up. And, um, but I don't know, like I believed, I don't know some of those moments really rang true to me in terms Mm -hmm. of her reaction, but 
uh, you know, sure, there's a lot of weird, you know, like, why, why didn't she? I know her kid's there, but you can turn off the alarm. Like, I don't know, there's some alarm issues. Why did they, they went out with a comforter, they left the cell phone behind. There's a lot of weird mm-hmm. aspects to it. But I don't know, like, I just, I, I still find it hard and I, maybe I'm an idiot, but I still find it hard. <laughs> Cause I mean, like these ladies do lie about a lot of things, but I find it hard to believe that you would lie about this. I think you're getting to a point now where you would be involving police. You would mm-hmm. be involving your castmates. You would be involving all of these things. And is it truly worth it for, you know, what, what's everybody's thought that PK did it for insurance money. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like that's, I, 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 I really don't. I mean, first off, I don't want to believe it's that, that they would do that. Right. I don't want to believe that. Like with Erica, I'd believe it in a second. Rinna, I could even see budging some details. I don't want to believe it with them, even though I know PK has some interesting gambling issues, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's, and, and I got wor- nervous after last night's episode. Cause I'm like, Oh, how much longer are we going to talk about this? Like, you know, right. at the <laughs> end with the, the therapists and all that, like, are we about to do shock treatment? Like what is, right. what, you know, it, I was like, this is really a weird way to end an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I, it just, it's, I always, cause I was like a hundred percent believed to read and I got such an outcry from people of like, no, you don't know. Da, 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 da. And like people are really <laughs> passionate about why it's not. And, uh, and it did make, like, I always want to pay attention to that many people saying something, but I still, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around that they would do that blatantly. It, I don't know. My theory has always been that I absolutely believe it happened. So I, I do, I definitely believe it happened, but I think that there's been a lot of playing up for the camera. And I think that- Yeah, but that's Dorit in Exactly, general. right. And so I think that not only does Dorit want, you know, the most sympathy she can gain, I think that the other women in the Fox Force 4 or 5, however many there are now, I think that they're really like using an opportunity to be like, you know what? Ooh, I can maybe get a couple of, you know, a couple of likes that I lost last season from this. Like maybe I can piggyback off this because- some of the reactions have just been weird. Like when Garcelle showed up to uh, Kyle's house that night, it really felt like everyone was performing for her. And it was like, this is some creepy ass shit to watch. Like this feels like a, a badass stage play, like in my local theater, like, you know, shout out to the local theater guys, but yeah. it feels like a bad, you know, just a bad production of something. And like, I'm being able to witness and it's, the end of that episode where like PK leaves his phone on the inside. So he's like, it's like, don't sit in the car with the driver, just sit out, you know, on the bench for some reason by yourself. And I'll go back in. And leave I know, I know exactly. And they got the shot of her from inside the van. Like, yeah. you know, like it's okay. It's okay. But like her reaction to me, very like, it's going to be okay. It's gonna, like, I felt like she was really mm-hmm. feeling that like, mm-hmm. but it was a weird thing of like, I mean, I even like PK, why leave her alone at all? Like, why right. you like you gotta you gotta come back in with me while I get my phone? But at the same time, like I, I feel like I would just be so bummed out on because then production would have been having to play along with it too. Yeah. And I just feel like I don't know, like that's one thing. Like I keep saying on I've said on my show for years now. It's like I I listen, I want government to step in and find these companies. <laughs> if we find out it's not real, they need to be fine. Like you can't call it a reality show. Like, cause I know mm-hmm. some things are fake and blah, 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 but it just, to me, I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's frustrating. I know it's a lot. I have to, I'm, I'm glad though, that you mentioned that, you know, it's kind of how long are we going to do this? Cause I was going to make a confession to you. Like I'm, 
I'm kind of over all of this right now. Like it's, it's becoming too much. Like when I was just seeing her, like, you know, being in the moment sad about it and trying to work through it, then that's one thing. But now on the latest episode, it was like, she was kind of like using what she was going through to like negate everybody else's feelings about everything else going on. So I'm like, Oh, this is getting kind of tiring now. And I hate that. Cause I feel like an ass, like you feel like an asshole thinking like, okay, shut up about your trauma. Like nobody wants to tell someone that like you should be able to work through it, but also it's like, Oh, shut up. About, you know, like, I, feel that's bad what, about I mean, I think sometimes that's the, sadly the entertaining part of these shows is that they're fighting over each other's traumas they're like no my trauma (laughs) is that's some real trauma like Uh said, like you don't understand it's a picnic compared to what i went through (laughs) you know like and it's so funny that i'm like wow we're really like having a dick measuring contest over right like if crystal thought something was dark that sutton said and blah 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 (laughs) it's truly like the oppression olympics on like every housewives show all the time it's kind of yeah i was like hey listen everybody in this room can pay their bills except for erica like shut up like right real trauma (laughs) is not being able to pay your bills you know right i did yeah but prayers to you erica but (laughs) it's um do you the whole thing where Dorit and Kyle are headed to Sutton's like Parisian event? Her, her once again a Parisian event on the show. Do we think that it felt weird that like Dorit was so like mad about the press being there, but then mm-hmm. like we all know that like obviously she was like interviewed by Teddy and stuff at Kyle's event yeah, just like yeah, a few yeah. nights before. Yeah, it's yeah, so weird. Like you didn't tell me Teddy was gonna be like <laughs> right. no, like you know, like a sorry. Like also, it's Sutton's like yeah, Sutton wants attention for her store. Like what? Right. Are you, it, what are you dense? Like I don't understand. <laughs> like this isn't a party for Dorit. Like this is a like if you're gonna be worried about anything like this. Once again, stay home. Like, stay home. Right. Don't go on any of these cast things. Don't go to mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Don't go. Stay home. Like, like we'll understand. We'll understand. Like, I there's it's an okay. aspect of like, you know, this is my job or this is my work, and I understand that. But like, yo, if you're going to have this attitude of these things are being done to hurt you, then you gotta stay home. Like, I mean, and by the way, who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe we're leading up to that realization from Dorit. It's a lot. I'm. Did, I, we can only hope so. That that was like. I think those were kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And you feel like such an asshole, like not wanting to sympathize with them. So I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying to stick it out. But, you know, I feel like as people that like watch reality TV the way we do, I feel like we're usually good judges of quote unquote, like, okay, this storyline is lingering on a little too long. Like, let's kind of move to the next thing. Cause now I'm trying to, now at this point, I'm trying to figure out like what are Erica and Crystal fighting about later in the season. And like, I'm trying, I'm ready to get to those moments. And I'm trying to see if Garcelle and uh, speaking of which though, I'm trying to see if they're going to end up working it out because last night or the most recent episode, we got like the, almost like the makings of the beginning of sudden versus Crystal. Cause obviously Crystal yeah. told us that, you know, this is, uh, her and Garcelle, we they have some really bad moments this season, but now they're okay. So, was Garcelle wrong? Do you think for bringing up this like you know they brought to talk about like oh a year later, a year later? But was she wrong for bringing this up that like she always felt like Crystal was going to say that Sutton was that girl who doesn't see color or? Well, listen, wasn't... I think that's a really I I, I got to hand it to Garcelle in the sense mm-hmm. of like wow way to like way to throw way to say the uncomfortable thing. Right. and way to tell the truth and 
you know, we all know Kyle likes to stir things up behind people's back. Garcelle's stirring things up in front of people's faces. Like, mm-hmm. I love that she's like not talking shit. She's like, this is how I honestly felt. Like, do you have an answer for that? Like, it's a very different, it's similar to Kyle in some ways. Like Garcelle, it- it's similar in some ways, but then in others, it's not. And and unfortunately, since nobody's really, you know, you can not like Garcelle, I guess, just to not like Garcelle. But I don't know if Garcelle's done anything on this show that would be egregious in a way that you'd be like, I like when Rinna went right. up against Denise, I was, you know, ridiculously mad. But Garcelle, like, so Garcelle at this point, just on that, like, if you judge by that is is untouchable, like she, mm-hmm. you know, she can say these things and kind of get away with it because she's pretty much been on the up and up with people. Right. And, and, and even when it, it's not served her. Right. Because we, I mean, I think they tried to like on social media, at least I'm always like, see, I don't, I don't, I hate like seeing like critics reviews of stuff. Like before I go to a movie, I'll never read a critic review or yeah. anything like that. But I love seeing like fan reactions to a lot of moments, like on social media about the shows. So like one of the big things that I kept seeing last night was, that crystal no the garcelle like called kyle out for being a pot stirrer but then they were saying yeah. that garcelle was doing the exact same thing like literally a moment later with the whole crystal thing i kind of feel like i don't know i feel like it's two entirely different things like kyle i feel like will talk to everyone except that person first and then go to that person whereas garcelle just kind of brings it up in a moment and so i kind of feel yeah. like it's a little different but I don't know. I almost feel like it's not whether Kyle or Garcelle is the biggest pot stir. It's whether Kyle is the biggest pot stir and why is Lisa, you know, where is Lisa Renner gone except being Erica Jane's parrot these past like couple of episodes. I know. Really weird. I know. I mean, I'm really curious to see where this season heads because mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. And, and I, I got to put faith in the producers and stuff. I think they handled last season uh, well. So hopefully mm-hmm. You know, but that is the thing that I get curious about of like, I would love to talk to them like what you just said of like, okay, why are you going this heavy? Do you feel like you're going this heavy on this? Why? When are you going to move past it? Like, I feel like they should have reasons for all of this, you know? Right. That's exactly. I'm kind of curious too. We got um, this whole episode basically centered around, you know, Crystal's uh, I don't want to say accusation, but her kind of bringing up the fact that Sutton might have said a lot of darker stuff that we didn't get to see on camera and stuff. So Sutton, I don't want to believe that, but Sutton's reaction last night just seemed so kind of like unnervingly calm. Like it almost seemed like she was just kind of like, well, you know, we've talked about all of that. We've moved on. It's okay. <laughs> Do you think she just like truly wants to leave that in the past? Or did Sutton, like, remember, see, my my dark-ass mind, my villain-loving mind, do we think that she just wants to leave it in the past? Or did we think that Sutton actually said some shit that was kind of fucked up that we don't know about? I This I'm kind of confused. I think Sutton probably said some shit. Like, I don't know why Crystal would lie. Like, as much right. as I love Sutton and as I love that she's finding her voice and she's, like, really shook the other ladies, mm-hmm. I still don't understand. And it would make sense for me of, like, Sutton, like, yeah, I'll say, I'll say, let's just move. Let's leave that behind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want, I'll leave that behind. I don't want to do that. Um, So I think, but but Kyle said she was there, but Kyle's not a reliable narrator either. So, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but, but I will say as much as I love Crystal for like trying to find her voice as well, 
I mean, she kind of does have to spit it out. Like you're on a show. Yeah. You can't dangle that carrot and then go, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, you got to come out with it, especially if you're going to say that something happened. Right. If you say something worse was said, I don't know. Like it's, it's like, you got to say it then. Like we're on, like maybe you don't have to say it in real life, but we're on a reality show and and this is what you're paid to do. Cause I'm literally like, I listen, y'all listen to this podcast y'all know i'm black so i'm immediately like thinking like okay, wait like, what <laughs> right <laughs> i'm thinking like wait a minute what was said because like now i need to know like you're saying she said darker stuff so yeah was like i mean truly <laughs> what is that darker stuff i mean right I, like i don't put it pat i mean sutton's made a lot of dumb mistakes Sutton's very typical of a certain type of, I mean, I think she's kind of actually low key compared to a lot of other, um, you know, women, Southern women of her age. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know, but I don't put it past. I don't think Sutton is hateful in her heart. I don't know right. if you want to say that, but I truly think she does like her friendship with Crystal. I truly does. I think she likes her friendship with Garcelle, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like I'm probably like a white dude is probably not the best to speak about the ins and outs of what racism is, but <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I just feel like she probably said something. I just want Crystal to then say it. So Crystal is not taken down. Right. I'm because I'm, I'm, this is like where it gets, as a housewives fan, it always gets like rough for me. Cause like when your favorite, it's, it's one thing, like when your favorite is going up against like my arch nemesis, Lisa Renner, like I'm always going to love that. I'm going to keep that episode on repeat. Like that's going on YouTube. Yeah. But when it's like your uh, some of your favorites, like I don't like the in-house fighting between Garcelle, Sutton and Crystal. Like I was like viewing them as like my saviors. Like you're bringing them out of the flop era. Cause Beverly Hills was, Beverly Hills kind of sucked for a while. And then like, we started slowly making changes to like, you know, make it the show it is now, which is a lot better than what it was or what yeah. it had gotten to. So it, it, it's kind of weird seeing the fighting. And then I feel like a, uh, a traitor sometime like going back and forth between like who I like or am I going to call this out am I viewing this fairly and all this kind of shit so but the the minute Crystal said that you saw Rena and Erica get girl boners of like oh yeah <laughs> and you know like what well, well, hey, Crystal what did she say something's a bitch I mean she said some home you know like slander yeah exactly it was just like it was hysterical they their 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 ears perked up exactly though erica was erica's not gonna leave this alone until she finds out what she said she's gonna make it seem like oh no i'm doing this for the black and asian community but it's like no i just hate that motherfucker so i'm gonna find out (laughs) expeditiously what she said (laughs) uh so overall you're enjoying beverly hills yeah i mean i'm enjoying i mean I like the excitement around it in terms of like being able to talk with everybody about, I mean, I, yeah. it's kind of like all the, they're all one big Bravo show for me. Beverly right. Hills is exciting. I mean, I just, am, I'm so much invested in these characters in particular in terms mm-hmm. of my own show. So I, I pay probably more attention to it or I get more into the minutia of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see, like we've had a couple of really good scenes but it's never, it's not going to be like last year. Even when they flash back to the scenes from last year, you just remember like just how many magical moments of like, you know, like jealous of what your ugly leather pants, like, <laughs> you know, like just these, whole, I mean, these huge, like really. And, and we just weren't used to Beverly Hills being that good. Um, right. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm happy that it's back. I look forward to it every week. So what do you, I won't even say, I was going to say Bravo wise, but reality TV in general, what are you loving the most right now? Um, Bravo in general. Um, can be outside of Bravo, anything. Like I know you love the Kardashians. Well, I don't love the Kardashians. I, <laughs> I, they're like family. It's like, it's like, well, it's like, right. you know, I, I hate them and I love them, but I love to talk about them. Right. But I don't, I wouldn't say, cause it's not even that good of a show. Right. Um, it's weird. I spend so much time talking about things that I don't like, which is just probably something I need to work Same. on. But, right. <laughs> um, I really enjoy like summer house. I always really looked forward to this season. Mm. That was always really happy for me. I got to tell you, it's like kind of the shows that I don't have to take notes on like the Atlanta, mm. the below decks, the like, those are the shows I really kind of like, Ooh, I get to spend an hour just watching TV and not critically thinking about it. And mm-hmm. Uh, so those are like sometimes the most enjoyable for me or, uh, I, Oh man, you'll like this. I watched the first episode of the new season of the boys. Do you watch the boys? Oh, my favorite show. Absolutely. Yeah. The new season comes back tomorrow and I watched the first episode uh, a couple of days ago and it was, it, I was like, Oh my God. And that's like superhero. It's so dark. It's such a, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching that. Um, and we know, did hero gasm like, this season. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a really solid first episode, really dark. Good. And I don't know. It was great. So like those kind of things that are like, or yeah, like I'll get off on like linear storytelling that's fiction and, mm-hmm. you know, instead of reality shows, like something's far away from that, you know, like I look forward to watching uh, Barry each week on HBO on oh, Sundays. Nice. Um, are you, you know, watching like, the staircase? I am. I really, I, I begrudgingly I was watching it because I've already seen the documentary and stuff, but I like it. I like it. I think it's yeah. really well done. I like, you know, it's TV is too good nowadays. It's it too is. good. And truly in my opinion, golden age. Cause like, you, yeah, you literally, no matter who you are, there's something for you out there. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I, along those lines, I, uh, I feel like I'll be doing Kaya who I know is going to download and listen to this episode as soon as it comes out because it's Kaya must Rock. hate me. Kaya must hate me because I still to this day call her Kaya. Like till to this day, I even on her own podcast, I call hey Kaya. Like I cannot seem to get the Kaya Kaya thing, and I used to do it with mm. uh, Taria. I would go Taria. I would go Taria, <laughs> and she'd be like, "No, Taria, like Maria." And mm-hmm. my brain won't accept things. Like it is, it's like learn. It is so weird. So I always like. Like even now, I'm like, I want to say Kaya, and it's Kaya, right. and I'm like, but have we ever tried Kaya? We could just try it for a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Let's just, you know, Kaya. If we could go to Kaya for just a little bit, it would be great. She loves. She's so used to it now. She's just like when people like ask her how to say her name. She's like, ah, either one is okay. No, but it's she's like, like we, we see from Housewives, it's disrespectful, and it's like <laughs> I don't mean it to be disrespectful, but my mind will lock in on something, and it just, right. and then I'll get in my head of like, Oh, like I, I can't pronounce certain words. There's like a little bit of a Kansas twang I still have mm-hmm. and I can't correct it. And I remember taking voiceover lessons and this teacher would like, really like, you got a, you got a lazy tongue. You can't, you got a lazy <laughs> tongue. You got to work that. Like, and it was uh, anyways, tangent. I, I love that. I, I feel like I'll be doing her a disservice if I didn't at least mention this because I, along those same lines we were talking about, I love Potomac, obviously. It's always my favorite when it's on. They're just amazing. Love Atlanta. Uh, I'm liking Beverly. I'm really liking Beverly Hills. I'll 
I think so. I think I'm liking them. But my show that I always, no matter what kind of love, even though my favorite's not on there anymore, it's okay. The show I always love that I heard you haven't watched yet. Oh God, Married to Medicine. Uh, is Married to Medicine. Listen, so. I want I wanna know, I wanna know all about Dr. Heavenly. I wanna know, but I will <laughs> say, I will say. Like, this is one of those things that if I could do the pandemic all over again, I would. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I did start during the pandemic because of Kea and because of all the, like some, all these people saying that you'll love it. And I watched the first episode and I found myself checking out, but not, but see, but that's just like my intention mm-hmm. span is, and it's really hard with new shows, even like with Dubai, I was like sitting there rewinding trying to like learn names and i think sometimes i have a mental block where it took me it took me for a while with potomac it took me for a while even to get to dallas it took me a while Mm -hmm. to like i find you find these shows sometimes (laughs) when you're ready to find these shows it was okay with dallas you didn't need to get on that train no i I, don't but like (laughs) but you know like i didn't even like miami i just got into in the last year and a half like Mm. i so I wasn't like one of those people. Like I watched the the basics. I'd watch Atlanta, OC, uh-huh. Beverly Hills. Like I, I grew York. up on all of those shows. Uh-huh. Yeah, New York definitely. But all the new ones, I remember. I mean, this is before podcasts. I remember them coming out, and for some reason, I'm like, I don't even know why I didn't watch them. You right. know, I'm like, I don't. Did I have? I don't remember having anything against them. I just didn't watch them. And then, uh-huh. you know, doing this now, I have the honor to, or I have to watch all of them almost. And. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Married to Medicine is the one, but I got to say it is getting a little daunting just in the, what are they, six seasons in or something? Because oh, I think this is about to be our ninth season see, now. <laughs> damn it, I knew, see, I, it's like that Law and Order thing I was talking about earlier. I get like really scared mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, okay, so I have to go back. What does what this show start in the 40s? You know, like, right. like it's just like how far back does this show go? And it's like daunting because you're like, I have to learn to accept new personalities, hate new mm-hmm. personalities, but it's too many people that I respect say how amazing it is. It is. It's I, my opinion. I still stand by it. I say season for season, episode for episode, best show on Bravo. It still hasn't been beaten. I think that it's just wow. Like, that's, it I mean, always that's a wild delivers. Accusation like that it is. is. Wild, <laughs> that's just wild. Even it's, more like listen. That's ah, wild. Cause like I got, <laughs> I got to Potomac, I think around the third season mm-hmm. and then went back. Ooh, that's when it got really good. And it was, it was, and I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I didn't say that earlier cause it's not on now, but Potomac is, mm-hmm. if Potomac was on right now, I would assume that would be my favorite because right. it's just so like, that's just, I think it's even better. Like they, the same repartee as Atlanta, but like for some reason, that cast is just so it's full I'll of power be, players. <laughs> I'll always be bummed that they didn't keep Monique on that or that she didn't want. Mm. Like I, cause I would have loved to have seen it if there could have been headway between Monique and Candace at, I didn't mean headway as in slamming a head against a table, but like <laughs> um, I would have loved to have seen if there could have been a, I don't know, any kind of reunion on that at some point in a positive yeah. way, but who knows? I mean, maybe well. She's on a better, well, I don't know, bigger and better, but she's on yeah. to different things now. So may I don't know, maybe one day she might dip her toe back in it just for a little resolution. I don't know. Yeah, I like her. She she talked to me a, a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Or I, maybe was, I don't know. I don't know time anymore, but <laughs> she was uh, she was more than nice. And she was even nice when we stopped roll. You know, like she was just mm-hmm. a solid. She seemed like a really solid, nice person. So that always right. is cool. 
I always, and it's hard. I've always, I want to talk to like, it's like weird. Like it, it's good when I have space off in between seasons. So I can mm-hmm. start to like, um, not forgive people, but you know, like you just like <laughs> with like with Candace, I still like get like, uh, Candace. Mm-hmm. But then there's part of me of like, oh, I would like to talk to God. And like, then they're like, could you talk to Candace? Could you do that with a straight face without <laughs> saying, like, I don't agree with what you did and I don't agree with like, you got to understand sometimes your mm-hmm. mouth gets you, you know, like, I don't know if I could do it. I, Candace, I feel like so. I don't know if you know, but like at the end of last year, I was on Reasonably Shady, Giselle and Robin's uh, podcast. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. So they, Robin. Holy I, crap. I talked to Robin like every now and then in a DM just to talk. And she, uh, she's been following me for a while. And so she just randomly invited me on. I was like, duh, I want to come on. Yeah. And so I went on there and we, I forgot why, why did I bring this up? <laughs> what were we We're talking, talking about, about Candace. Candace um, and Monique and talking to people that you're like, oh, the villain. So I, um, I told them on their podcast, I was like, obviously like the green eye bandits have since probably season one of Potomac have always been, I feel like I've thrown them in my top five, like as a unit, I just love the green eye bandits. I love the mess they keep up. I love that they're hilarious. I love the, the craziness that is like their personal lives. I just, I love the green eye bandits. So but let's be clear. They are a mess. <laughs> I, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I, I love yeah. it. <laughs> So they, they are a mess and they keep up mess, which I, I just, I, my favorite combo. Yeah. So like I was on there and I told them, I was like, since I was a kid, I think I've always related to the villain more than I have the superheroes, which is super weird. I feel like, but I feel like that translated over to reality TV because when you ask me my favorite, people are like, you just like love seeing people hurt i'm like i don't i just those are my favorites like i'm like they're like who are your top five i'm like i don't know kenya giselle i'm like naming people are like dear god i'm like Teresa. they're like jesus christ like what are you doing but i feel like that's such a like connected thing because candace is probably really high up on my list now like i I would love to talk to candace one day like i i probably would be fanning out a little more than like critiquing her though because i just love that she keeps up a lot of shit like i think that season three of potomac is when it really got good like i liked I, like i was invested in the first two seasons but like i feel like potomac almost gets better every single season like we it almost kind of like it just they like figured out the cast like the cast like it's full of power players like they all like play the role perfectly i just i don't know i love it yeah, I you know I always there are a bunch of people that I wouldn't talk to. like I would never yeah. want to I would never want to or accept an interview with Erica Jane I would never want to okay. accept an interview with Lisa um, I would Lisa never... Vanderpump is my mortal enemy I no, mean Lisa I would, I would, Van, by the way. <laughs> uh, I would I would do Lisa Vanderpump in a heartbeat mm-hmm. Lisa Renna I couldn't do my um, mortal enemy <laughs> I would find. I would find it hard to talk to Giselle just because mm. I'm a huge Karen fan and mm. it would be hard because I would treat it so personal. I'd be like, what the fuck was that with Jamal? Like what the, like, I mean, honestly, like what is going on? Like, I don't, you know, like I would, I would, I take these things sometimes way too personal because I'm immature and it would be hard. <laughs> like you, I think any kind of, watcher of this it's it's like sports you get really involved mm-hmm. and you get personal you know it gets personal for you it, it you know what i think from the beginning of time till now my favorite bravo rumor that's ever happened was that giselle bryant and peter thomas were dating because yeah. that was that can you think of a better 
perfect uh, would, pairing. That was of so myth. exciting. That was so so exciting. <laughs> and I I remember that picture came out with the three of them, uh, with uh, yes. and, and 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 Robin and and him. And it was such a funny picture. And I remember like the meme I made was like, why do I feel like this is like a billboard for personal injury lawyers? Cause they were all like, <laughs> will, you know, will represent you today. Like it just right. looked like they were ready to like represent me in a personal injury case. Um, but I would personally, that crossover would have been amazing. Like it's, it's almost oh, sad that it. it's not true. Like it, you know. I, I, I want, still want it to happen. I mean, he's not, if you kind of put him side by side with Jamal looks wise, not too far off. So maybe it'll happen. I'm rooting for it if they do. Cause I, cause I love mess. So yeah, I was like, I'm not rooting for him. Like, wow, she deserves love. Like it wouldn't be rooting for it in that sense. It would be like, I deserve a good show. You know, exactly. I'm the, Peter Thomas, like that's literally like if you want to make Potomac more perfect, just throw Peter Thomas in there for a couple cameos to start some some classic season six Real Housewives of Atlanta mess. And I'm in. I just always remember like my first like, you know, because I watched the seasons when he first came on mm-hmm. with Cynthia. And, and I, I just always to that day, I remember my first reaction with Peter and still to this day of like how this is somebody that doesn't groom themselves very well he's just so (laughs) well groomed Mm -hmm. that i was like i would just love a peter thomas teaches me how to groom course because it was just like everything was always in the right i mean his financial situation wasn't in the right place but everything (laughs) else on this man is like every hair on his face is like shaved the right Mm -hmm. way it's like it's crazy very atlanta very atlanta uh, I promised I wasn't, I made a promise to myself. Like, I'm not going to keep Ryan long, but I want, do want to touch on uh, Dubai just really quickly. Thoughts on the premiere? Like, did you, did it hook you in for the season or the, is the jury still out? Um, I'm in, I, I'm in like, but also it doesn't take long. To, like, it doesn't take much to get me in on anything. <laughs> so like, you know, but I liked it. I love, like I, like I, like I said earlier, these shows, like, I don't know Dubai at all. I've heard some really right. not great things about it, but right. I like to see it like, okay, like, wow, I don't know anybody that lives in Dubai. Like that's mm-hmm. interesting. It's interesting to think about a 120 degree place where you have to go buy ice for your pool. And, you know, people are spending vast amount of money and, you know, they obviously put a lot of money into this. I thought the characters you had really good uh, already, you know, some, friendships some enemies mm-hmm. uh the caroline stanberry stuff with uh what's her name ion um i, I thought that yeah, yeah. was you know there's i i'm definitely in i'm excited to watch it i want to yeah like i i was i didn't find really anything bad about it yet i enjoyed it i enjoyed it from start to finish i love so one of the girls on there Ooh, i feel like i'm gonna trademark copyright this right now because i almost feel like we should do a dual podcast one day where I take you on a trip through black reality TV <laughs> and just let I you mean, react gla- to I it all. Gladly, yeah, there we go. And be- Lisa, Lisa Milan, who has the three kids and uh, married to the guy rich. She used to be on a show that I loved called college Hill. And she was on probably the best season of the show too. So when they announced this show, I was already like, I was ecstatic. I was ready to go. I was ready to uh, get the first episode right now. So I'm already Alisa. I don't want to say stand because I tried Chelsea. Oh, no, Bravo taught me not to stand people because it always goes the wrong way. So I'm not going to stand her, but 
that's probably my way too early. I'm a sports fan. So, you know, when you like sports, they do the yeah. way too early prediction. So my way too early favorite to win You know, win it depends on where you get me in life of like, some, you know, because sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, you know what? Everybody disappoints you in life. Like, nobody's right. gonna, you know, like it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. But yeah, I, I, I've loved people and hated people in the same season, you know? Right. I'm, who's your kind of... uh one episode in, we know nothing literally. Who's your favorite already? One that you, I want you to die on a cross for someone right now. Uh, I guess let's, I mean, Caroline, I have the most experience with just because of ladies mm-hmm. in London. And, but I wouldn't say even standing because I'm really interested in the 27 year old relationship. I think that's right. like potentially a weakness in the end. Like, and I'm curious how the other two ladies in the talking head said that there's something that, like, it's a relationship for show mm-hmm. and it's not like, so that kind of always, um, let's see, who did I really, um, oh, who did I find? So I thought, was it Sarah? It was really hot. I was like, Sarah, probably really hot. <laughs> um, uh, Lisa seems like she's, kind of level-headed and Mm -hmm. i also liked who would i die with i didn't like brooks um Mm -hmm. caroline brooks i thought she was a troublemaker which could be good (laughs) to watch um Mm -hmm. but then who was the girl was it sarah the one that has the three kids and the mommy um the maternity clothing line i think so there's sarah and nina who i get a little confused i think sarah is the one you're thinking of yeah, I might be alive though. I don't know. <laughs> do I think I would. I, I don't know. God, that's hard. I mean, that's damn. <laughs> you don't I'm have to. Thinking. You don't have to do it. It's all right. I'll, I'll give you an out. We'll just no, say I wanna, that you're like, I was trying to like, who is? Yeah, I'm enjoying the show. I'm excited to see the second episode. There we go. I'm I'm excited about it. I uh, I think that the trailer was weird for me though. I didn't. I didn't get much from the trailer, but I think that it's actually here now. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. So we're all in on Dubai. Everybody watch Dubai. Everybody watch Atlanta. Everybody watch Beverly Hills. Watch all the stuff that you can listen to the podcast. You can talk to us about it and we'll we'll keep talking about it like we always do. It's not like we have anything else to do in life. So there we go. So so sad. sad. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love that, by the way. I love that uh, when I was like planning all this with you to record this you were like uh yeah let's record you know like later in the day i've got so much to do you're like i gotta watch the kardashians i've gotta watch this and that i was like if that is not me i don't know what what it is and the sad thing is like that's not even an excuse or a joke like that's literally my life is that like right you know because wednesdays are my busiest now because both beverly hills and kardashians come out that night Mm -hmm. and i got i usually flip around and do kardashians for thursday so i gotta at 9 p.m wait for it to come out in la take notes immediately and then go record for two hours and then you know like it's just like Mm -hmm. so you're like and then the next day you have to like okay i already watched beverly hills once now i gotta watch it again and take notes and then i gotta watch dubai and i gotta watch so we just these are huge like an hour is a huge chunk of time especially when you're stopped starting to take notes and then Mm -hmm. your day is all of a sudden gone like i still have to record my beverly hills recap after this and you know you still gave me time you still gave me time of course (laughs) by the way but you that's the thing is that the joy of this is being able to talk to people and be able to communicate with an audience that's Mm -hmm. the joy of it all the stuff the rest of it is is hard is hard you know that's right Exactly. This is the fun. I know. I love it. It's so fun being on someone else's podcast because you don't have to like drive. Yeah, I don't the ship. have to edit you this. Just, I don't right. have to do I, I, This is yours at this point. You know, right. like, like take I it. I love it. Ryan, 
if they know me, they know you, but go ahead and tell them where they can find you on all the platforms, all the things where they can support you. Tell them everything. Uh, so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. We do like four shows a week. There's a Patreon as well. We just did a YouTube channel that we started. We're putting videos out on there. I think it's just so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey and, um, (laughs) uh the instagram i'm shadow banned right now so you have to literally type in my full name to have it pop up like you have to type in so bad it's good with rye and then it'll pop up uh (laughs) because i made fun of something with lisa renna whatever uh hopefully the shadow ban will be removed at some point but it'll be hard to find me until then Mm -hmm. and uh but that's it yeah just check out anything you like there's way too much content but uh some people like it so if if it's your thing check it out if you can't get enough of reality TV and pop culture in general, Ryan has on some of the best guests and he's, it's a daily show. So, I mean, you can't really miss with it. So there's always going to be someone for you. I think you just, oh, you, can, with... you can miss Kim. <laughs> if you like the ridiculousness, like me, if you yes, like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. foghorn leghorn, sudden impressions yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything, <laughs> I think you're, you're good to go. You just had uh Taylor Armstrong on, right? From... Yeah. Taylor from oh. Beverly Hills. I would, mm-hmm. it was wild because and we did that interview a long time ago, but I had cold feet on releasing it because it, Ultimate Girls Trip was not coming out until June 23rd. Right. So finally, we're in June. So I released it because I didn't want to upset Bravo PR because Taylor had accepted that interview by herself. And sometimes with the oh. Bravo celebrities, if they're on a new show, I was worried because I had I had, had some issues with like a I did something bad with Summer House and upset Mm. Bravo PR a long time ago. And so I was like, oh, crap. Like, I have this interview. Will they let me? Because we talk about Girls Trip a little bit. So so I was like, okay. I finally was like, I got to release this. It's been months. And so June came. I was like, okay, it's June 23rd. This is close enough. Right. There you go. I'm ready to listen to it. Y'all go check it out. Go go dive into Ryan's. rogues gallery batman rogues gallery of guests that he's had on there it's amazing y'all uh leave us both a five-star rating and review follow us on instagram follow me at uh reality comics 2 t-o-o if you want to buy me a coffee www.buymeacoffee.com slash reality comics the number two because they said my name was too damn long and guys i'll see you sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. 
Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.